0: Ray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Great to have you with us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. <clears throat> so Nevada went to Bernie Sanders.
2: Yay!
1: Wow. Congrats! Another another big win uh, <sighs> for the socialist. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. The Democrats got to be proud. They just keep pushing this socialist down America's throat. That's perfect. All the while pretending they don't like it. No, we don't want him. He's not like us. No, I think he is, really. I think that's what the Democrat Party is now. <clears throat> so we got that to get into. whole bunch of stuff to go over. Uh, got to talk about, I don't know, the BYU Cougars and their huge win. Saturday oh. night against oh, Gonzaga. Yeah.
2: I saw that little news blip come across. Yeah, did you? Yeah, that was, it wasn't even close, was it?
1: Ninety-one seventy-eight. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was. I mean, it was close for much of the game. They, they went ahead by fourteen, and then mm-hmm. Gonzaga came back, and then they they kind of blew them out in the last three or four minutes. So, uh, huge win in front of nineteen thousand, just like uh, insane fans who rushed the court afterwards. It's been a quite a uh few months for BYU the basketball teams ranked in the top 15 or 20 in virtually every poll men's volleyballs unbeaten 15 and 0 ranked second in the country uh golf teams number 4
2: oh wait hold on hold on let me do this right hang on i didn't know this was going to be mm-hmm. BYU yeah. yeah you might as well more. go ahead and put it hang on right get my uh get my BYU hat mm-hmm. on okay cuz i mean i don't know if you know this about me Mm-hmm. But I am a lifelong uh, Cougars fan. No, I fan. did.
1: I didn't know that about. Him.
2: And uh, all of mm-hmm. their uh, athletic programs mm-hmm. that uh, they participate in, yeah, I follow closely. Good. So now I'm ready. Okay, give me the BYU so. News.
1: So the uh, uh, the track team also. I, I don't. Last I checked, they were ranked in the top ten. I I don't know where they are right now. Hmm. Um, but there was a little incident uh, <laughs> involving like the, one of the members of the track team.
2: Yeah, that look on your <clears> face <throat> has got me a little concerned here.
1: A really good freshman. Pole vaulter oh. Zach McWhorter, uh, pole vaulting uh, in practice uh. and slipped and somehow got impaled in his scrotum.
2: Oh no! By no. his
1: uh, pole vault pole.
2: Oh, there's a picture right there. Yeah,
1: look at that. Look at that.
2: Look at that. It's. Oh my gosh. That's not a good way to go.
1: No, that is not. Uh, he was recording it all to post on TikTok uh, when his little disaster struck. Oh. First, it seemed like a standard jump, but his pole didn't fall the way it was supposed to, and I essentially impaled him through the uh, you know
2: nether regions. Mm-hmm. Eighteen stitches later, he's good as new. He's I, he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Shh. That's Jeez. touch and go there for a while, I'm sure. Oh, my. And what's his name again?
1: Zach McWhorter.
2: Zach McWhorter.
1: McWhorter. McWhorter. Yes. Uh, I knew that. Uh, yeah, well, look, at, you're a lifelong fan.
2: So he's still wow. a dude. We
1: know this. Still a dude.
3: Oof. Oof.
1: What an accident. I've never seen anything like that. That's I mean, that, just crazy. That
2: story alone is enough to keep generations of uh, young men from taking away a from pole vaulting had uh, particular yeah, yeah. activity.
1: Yeah, that's not something you want to see happen to anybody.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> there's a quote of him like what he saw when he looked down.
1: Yeah, he saw a scrotum. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, it, it is a technical medical term. He is doing well, but he's okay now. Yeah, yeah. that's
2: that's the eighteen best
1: part stitches there, which had to be fun. That had to be fun. <laughs> oh my gosh,
2: I'm I'm I am Oof. destroying that uh, pole. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's never yeah. being used again, man. <laughs> that is crazy. All right,
1: triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So in Nevada, uh, I, I don't know what's going on with with the with the Democrat Party, but um, Pete Buttigieg is saying that there were some irregularities, and he's trying to challenge the results. He was only third. At, like the the breakdown was. Was Sanders at forty-one percent? Uh, Biden had twenty. No, Sanders had forty-seven percent. Sanders twenty-one. He's twenty-six points percentage points behind him. Then you had Buttigieg at thirteen point seven. So does he have any case at all? I mean, was there that much? Uh, were there that many problems that would make up that kind of difference?
3: Yeah, no.
1: If so, they might as well just give this thing up. They might uh, never mind. Okay, we you just uh, we'll deal with Trump for another four years.
2: <laughs> oh, you mean just give yeah, it? Yeah, just all. give up, give it okay, up. Okay, all right. Well, I mm-hmm. wish they would.
1: Um, yeah, I do too. It would be nice, but they're not. They're not going to. So, uh, Bernie c- claims the victory in Nevada. <clears throat> he essentially tied for the win in Iowa. He won in New Hampshire. And now he has also taken Nevada. So he's won the first three, essentially. Won or tied the first three. And now we're heading into South Carolina. And I think he's rising in those polls, too. Yeah. If he overtakes Biden in South Carolina, I'd say that's pretty well over.
2: Uh, yeah. Pretty well over. Yeah, I think that's a firewall there. And uh, and Biden has just been tanking in South Carolina. Uh, in the latest polls? Yeah. Let me see here. Hang on. Jeez. He's down to... Okay, so he peaked. Biden peaked in uh, South Carolina at 39.5%. Okay? Mm-hmm. That was in October. He's just been steadily declining ever since. He's now down to 24.5. And Sanders is breathing down his neck at 21.5. Jeez. And mm. then Steyer is 16.5. And then everybody else. Steyer.
1: Third. Tom Steyer is terrible <laughs> that guy is he's a lunatic and he's a lunatic that is also trying to buy the election just like Michael Bloomberg is trying to buy the election uh, but you know it's they're having some impact with all the money they're spending and uh, it's getting a little frightening We're, you know this might as well be Bernie Sanders campaign theme song just adopt it you've got all their policies why not use the Soviet national anthem at your campaign rallies? It's very stirring, you know. Stirring. I can see him walking out onto the podium at every event. To this, It'd be great. And he
2: loves him. He loves the Soviet Union. That's right. That's where he goes on his honeymoon.
1: He loves Cuba. Keeps. I mean, he still loves Cuba. On sixty minutes, he defended. He defended Fidel Castro again. <laughs> well, I like the authoritarian part, but uh, it would be unfair uh, to say that everything is is bad in Cuba. Um, no, it really wouldn't be, because it's pretty bad in Cuba. Uh, he's got them living the living in the 1950s. Why? Because they can't progress. They can't move forward with this communist system.
2: Hmm. That's a good. You know, that that's a really good analogy there. When you talk about. Uh progressivism is supposed to be like, well, we need to progress as a society. You
3: mm-hmm. know, and, and they stuff. haven't
2: at all. And just point out Cuba and how time stood still in nineteen what fifty nine. Yep. Okay, that's a good. Yep. And then they'll, of course, come back. Never mind. Okay. They'll come back and say, well, socialism and progressivism, are you saying they're the same thing? Well, yeah. So that's where you lose them. But They basically are. I mean,
1: the only difference between Marxism and progressivism is that Marxism is willing to move faster. They're willing to have a bloody revolution, as they proved in Cuba. They'll do the bloody revolution, whereas progressives just want to take their time. You know, we'll get there. <laughs> but I think they're getting impatient. I think that the progressives are getting impatient, and they're just becoming flat-out communists and Marxists now. Um, this has alarmed a little bit. Some of the people over at MSNBC... <laughs> Which is pretty amazing.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Pretty surprising. Uh, Chris Matthews compared the rise of Bernie Sanders to the fall of France. Here's what he had to
2: say. I'm reading last night about the fall of France in the summer of 1940. And the general, Renault, calls up Churchill and says, it's over. And Churchill said, how can it be? You've got the greatest army in Europe. How can it be over? He said, it's over. So I had that pre- suppressed feeling. I can't be as wild as Carville, but he is damn smart. Mm. And I think he's damn right on this one. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Carville said that... Uh, wow. What, what, uh, Carville's quote was something like, if the Democrats nominate Bernie and expect to win against Trump... They're, they're
1: damn stupid yeah, or something yeah, like that.
2: They're, they're dumb. They're damn stupid. I don't yeah.
1: know. Yeah. Uh, yes. I've heard, I heard that too. <sighs> well, and it's true. I, I mean, what are you doing playing with fire here? And they are. They're playing with fire. For any Democrat who still has, you know, like a Democrat, an American Democratic ideology, you can't be messing around with Bernie Sanders and socialism or Elizabeth Warren. Even though she doesn't admit it, she is also a socialist.
2: Well, they're the ones that are going to do socialism right. It's just never been done right. Yeah, that's so dangerous. And so that's what's going to happen here.
1: It's never been done right because it can't be done right. <laughs> this is what happens when when you when you adopt uh, when you adopt these policies, everything goes to hell, and you become well, Venezuela, for instance. Yeah. Venezuelan entrepreneur has a warning for Americans, and that is socialism literally kills people. Jose Menagas has seen his country go from being one of the richest in Latin America to the poorest. <laughs> and he's got a clear message for Americans. Socialism literally kills people. As Bernie Sanders continues to propose socialist socialism and a socialist overhaul of America and our healthcare system through his Medicare for All scheme, Managas warns how socialized medicine has brought nothing but misery and despair to the once prosperous Venezuela. For example, if you get into an accident and the ambulance takes you to the hospital, you'll just die outside the hospital, he said. People die going from one one hospital to another to see which one can take you. He added, uh, they're sick and they are dying. They're waiting outside of the hospital for their medicine and their treatment, and that happens every day. Hmm. So the socialized medicine thing didn't work very
2: well? No, okay. You say so.
1: Uh, Managas... Noted that the crisis in Venezuela extends beyond healthcare, of course, and now has affected every aspect of life. Right now, so many people in Venezuela are going to work without taking a shower. So many people don't have water to drink. They've been robbed, and they don't know what to say. They don't have anyone to go to. Access to utilities like electricity has also been constrained under the country's socialist government, which uh, Managas who has a small software development firm, has said makes it impossible to conduct business in the country. One of the biggest problems for us is paranoia with electricity because we have a software development service team, and you cannot do software development without electricity and the Internet. Every day you're risking that electricity will go out, and you'll have three days without electricity. It's happened before. He added that uh, socialist policies... Have made it impossible to grow food. Shh!
2: Wow, that's a good time.
1: Is this him in the uh, talking about Venezuela and comparing it to
2: Zimbabwe? No, this is this is someone else. So, so you've got the story so from Venezuela him. saying, mm-hmm. "Don't do it, America, don't do it." And we've also got this uh, this guy talking about his experience in Zimbabwe. Again, another warning: Don't do it. People who even call themselves socialists or communists or support Bernie Sanders. What would you say to them if you had the opportunity?
4: I would say to them go and live in Zimbabwe for
3: just 10 days. That's enough. Go live in Zimbabwe, and have a look what socialism does. Mm-hmm. And they'll be running back to the United States, kissing the ground that uh, they walk on and live on in the United States. This is the greatest country in the world,
2: and no what,
0: doubt. What kind of things would they mm. uh, see in those They'd
3: have uh, load sh- shedding, where they will not have electricity for four, or five hours a day. They'd have no internet. They'd
2: have no air conditioning. Their roads, the infrastructure, big holes in it. they mm. people killing and pillaging each other. There's no food on the shelves. If this is what they want, they've got to be out of their crazy minds.
1: Yep. That's right. That's right. Just keep courting Bernie Sanders. Just keep it up. I'm a little nervous. I mean, I'm still hopeful. We should, when we come back, I'm going to tell you about uh, Rough Greens. Take 60 seconds. And then when we come back, we should, if we can dig up that socialism thing from last week. Where the kids were all asked on the college campuses uh, if they were if they would vote for socialism, and they were all in favor. Yeah, sure, of course. Well, uh, the socialism's great. And then they were asked, yeah, what is socialism? And I think you'll find their ins- their uh, their answers fascinating. Uh, meantime, let me tell you about uh, rough greens. Did you know that dry dog food? must have a two to three year shelf life. And so that means that they sterilize the food, which kills all the good stuff in it. All the probiotics and the enzymes and vitamins, healthy microbacteria, all of that stuff just gets burned out of it, which is why I'm so glad I've found Rough Greens Smart. First of all, it's not a dog food. It's a healthy supplement that puts your dog's food, puts back into it all of the live nutrients necessary for superior dog health. So, no matter what kind of food you use, you know where you buy the best stuff on the shelves at the store, or you make something at home. Um, Rough Greens VitaSmart will make your dog's food better. Just put it on top of it, kind of mix it in, and uh, my dog absolutely loves it. She she just eats it all in in one sitting now. Instead of spreading it out all day, like okay, I'm hungry, but I really don't like this stuff. So, ah, she goes back and nibbles all day. Until we started using the rough greens Vitasmart, she wolfs it down, gobbles it down. There it is. She gobbles it down <laughs> in one fell swoop. <laughs> awesome. So, if you want to see your dog thrive again, just go to roughgreens.com/blaze. Roughgreens.com/blaze. That's r u f f greens.com/blaze or eight three three my dog thirty three. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, here's why I'm a little nervous about the whole socialist thing. Because um, the millennials all love it. They, they, they've been indoctrinated in, their, in the public schools, in the education system, that socialism is great. That socialism is fairness. That there's, we, We've got to do something about the income inequality in this country. And socialism does that. <laughs> takes care of that. Well, yeah, it does. It makes everybody equally poor. It's, it's really wonderful that way. Uh, so you have just the ruling class, elites, who are filthy rich. And then you have everybody else in the nation uh, who's suffering and poor and doesn't have enough to eat. So it's, it's a great system. And, and so students were asked, you favor socialism? And then afterwards they were asked, yeah, okay, well, what is socialism? And I think you're going to love it.
0: Would you choose socialism? <laughs> yeah, I would choose it for sure. Okay. For what sure. Is, what does socialism mean to you?
4: Ooh. Um
0: um, I don't really know to be honest.
4: I would support socialism. I'm a big Bernie Sanders supporter, so I mean he's not really socialist, I guess you could say, but
2: I mean he's called Mm. himself a socialist though. He is. Uh, yeah he has. I want
0: socialism. Um just because I think capitalism uh just Mm -hmm. is taking us the wrong way.
1: Is it? it? Yeah, to prosperity. Yeah, you don't like that. Mm-hmm.
0: Less incarceration, less poverty, mm-hmm. um, um, just less bad in general. I think capitalism is more evil. I don't know. I need to think about why. No, I would obviously go towards socialism. I think that capitalism um, is goes towards. Um, You know, another route that I wouldn't want to be in. I honestly don't know like, of a specific socialist country. I just don't know. I know I wouldn't want to be in a capitalist one. Oh, really? Okay. Well, that's intense. Um, I think socialism would be better for America, because um, when we get together, united, and talk about our problems and our stuff, we can like solve a lot of issues we have, because I feel like right now we don't communicate enough to know like what problems we have. Pause it for a second. Social-
1: she clearly thinks socialism means socializing. Because if we go to a socialism system, then we can communicate with each other. Because we'll be socializing. Right? I mean, that is unbelievable. That's where we're at, man. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Alright, let's see the rest of this.
0: Socialism, definitely. I feel like because we're growing definitely. up like, and gen- like. our generation is like... Hmm. We're, I don't know, we just don't, I don't know how to explain it. Our generation's so different than, like, the older generation. Like, definitely. I think moving forward, like, it's going to be more socialists.
3: Yeah. I don't know much about socialism, but from what I've known, from what Bernie has said in AOC, Uh I think
0: it's a good thing for the country. I mean, capitalism, we've seen what it's done to the country. What has it done? What do you think? Yeah, tell me. Um,
3: Yeah. Made it it very, like... It's all about the money, kind of thing, and that's what uh, we work for. That's what we die for. On
0: like Twitter or something, some girl had a sign like, "You're gonna die of old age, and I'm gonna die of climate change." Like, that's true. Like, (laughs) it's gonna happen. No one gives it. They don't give because like they're gonna die, and
2: it's gonna be over.
1: Oh my gosh, that is just crazy. All right, do we have we have the section I hope where we ask them what is socialism?
2: Uh oh, I thought that
1: was that was that was was, was that
2: was all rolled into one there, pretty much. Yeah.
1: Yeah, except nobody asked what is socialism yet. We haven't gotten to that point. Okay. Do they not have that? It's the
2: only video that we had that I'm aware of. Sorry. I thought you were talking about just this one video, so that's what I had them find. Mm.
1: Okay. We played one just last week. It was... What is socialism? Anyway, that none of them knew. Not a single person knew. Not one of them knew or could explain what uh, socialism is. So they've gotten so far as... Yeah, socialism is great, and I think that's the way the way we need to go, and, and capitalism sucks, and look where capitalism has gotten us. Yeah, the greatest nation on earth uh, kind of thing. Yeah, you mean that? Okay. You mean where even the poor here have a roof over their heads, uh, they generally have a car, they generally have enough food to eat, they even have cable TV, um, they have air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, is is, is it that terrible capitalism you're
2: talking about? Yeah, what is it? Homeless in America are still, compared to the rest of the world, among the what? Richest, what is it? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Quality of life For someone mm-hmm. homeless in America is still...
1: Still probably better really than most of the world. Compared to the rest yeah. of the world.
2: I got to find that stat. That's a fun one.
1: Uh, amazing. It's just amazing how indoctrinated they've been. Uh, Keith got this um, message, this direct message from somebody about... Uh, When the Iowa caucus was going on, oh yeah, the caucus leader started with the Pledge of Allegiance, but then said he had to run home because he had to get a flag there at home because there were no flags in any of the classrooms.
2: That is unreal. A classroom, a a school in Iowa had no American flags.
1: Not in the classrooms, not in the meeting areas, not in the public areas of the of the uh, school building. So. The question then was, when did elementary school stop saying the pledge and stop flying the flag, or at least displaying a flag in a class? I mean, you don't do that at all. There's no flags in an elementary school building. Is that the case all over the place now? Is it, or is it just this particular wow. elementary school in Iowa where they were having this caucus?
2: That is, whoa. Okay,
1: I'd love to know if, um, you know, schools just don't even have the American flag uh, in the building anymore.
2: By by the way, um, the typical person in the bottom 5% of American income distribution is still richer than 68% of the world's inhabitants. In other words, the poorest 5% in America among the richest uh, of the world. And that's that terrible capitalist system. It's brought that kind of prosperity. We just don't want it. I don't want it. The, you're in the richest 32% of the world if you're the poorest 5% in America.
1: <laughs> think amazing. about that. Yeah, it's that's, what,
2: that's the answer to what social, uh, what uh, capitalism gets you, right there, okay? Yes. <laughs> There's your answer, lady. Yes. Uh, I think it's just where people are focused on money. That's all they live for.
1: Oh, shut up. You don't even know what you're talking about. They, they couldn't explain the capitalist system to you if, if you sat down with them and gave them... An hour to come up with one aspect of capitalism. They couldn't do it. I'll bet you they could not do it. Just like they couldn't explain socialism to you, except for the one girl who knew that socialism would be great because then we'd socialize with each other. And I think we really need to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, because now in this system that we have, you can't talk to each other. But if you had a socializing system, sure, you could socialize.
2: Yeah, I think she we'd was talk a, about
1: our problems.
2: She was an o for four on uh, moron trivia, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. I think we talked to her previously.
1: Uh, Probably. Uh, Because, yeah, that's usually what they guessed uh, when we asked the question on Moron Trivia. Speaking of morons, Mm. got another Hollywood celebrity. Oh, no. And this is a beloved one. I mean, this guy's been around for so long.
2: This this hurts, man. It hurts. It does. Dick Van Dyke
1: is... uh,
2: Gosh, 94.
1: Is he really? Mm
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's pushing for Bernie Sanders. Oh. Bernie Sanders.
2: He, he does realize that in a uh, in a society where the government exclusively runs mm. your health care, um, it's the elderly that uh, get uh, get the uh, short end of that stick.
1: Uh, here he is uh, talking about it, uh, a, an endorsement for Bernie oh, for Bernie Sanders.
3: Sanders.
4: There we go. Can't wait to see Bernie debate Mr. Trump. I'm Dick Van Dyke. And I'm a very enthusiastic supporter of Bernie Sanders. The age question keeps coming Idiot. up. I know that I'm 20 years older than Bernie. I have all my marbles. I could run for office if I wanted to. So I don't think age really is a matter except for his experience and the years he's put in. And I can't understand why, according to the poll, he's having problems with older citizens. Like me. Why wouldn't a... Uh, An older citizen... He's a socialist! Idiot! And with that kind of experience... my gosh. And honesty and trust... Hmm. It just doesn't make sense to me. He's not getting my generation. And I want to urge my generation to get out and vote for him. Please. This election, I think, is probably the most important one since the end of World War II. I can't believe it. Another four years of the current administration, and we won't have a democracy anymore. Yeah, we don't um, have a democracy now, dummy. We must get him out of it. Democratic principles are flying out the window. He has assumed authority beyond what the president's allowed, and he's going to get worse. The fact that we are the only country that doesn't have universal health care—that's shameful—and that it's more expensive. No, no, it's not. That he'll do something about. I'm sure. Bernie has mm-hmm. been consistent with his policies ever since I first met him. Yeah, yeah. He has, was in a sense. He never has changed mm-hmm. his tack. No, he's a socialist now. Uh, he's socialist now. Of what he felt, mm-hmm. the wind was blowing another way. He's stuck with who he is and what he believes in. <laughs> so I think somebody younger, like Bernie, is just a perfect <laughs> candidate. Yeah, he'll be around for a long time. Huh. Oh. That's no.
1: embarrassing. I'm uh, embarrassed uh, for him. Jeez, my gosh. I don't
2: know that Bernie Sanders has ever been referred to as, quote, somebody younger like Bernie Sanders, but there you go. It's all <laughs> so a matter of perspective. Which, that that ad right there reminds me of when Andy Griffith...
1: Uh, mm, that was another roof boy.
2: He pushed uh, for Obamacare.
1: Yeah, he did. Uh, yep. Uh, so you got both these... Uh, I mean, these are icons in our society, and he doesn't understand why the older generation like him are against Bernie Sanders you because they're the people who understand socialism yep. <laughs> they've seen what socialism has done in this on this planet and uh it's it's wrought catastrophe everywhere it's been everywhere it's been gosh that's really it's painful mm-hmm the stupidity you just think go back and sweep chimneys or something shut <laughs> up
2: jeez go God. Dan- dance like a penguin
1: yeah mm. right <laughs> wear those dumb penguin pants and do that little thing you do with, with uh, Mary and shut up good golly
2: yeah those mm. those aren't fun no. those are not fun uh, those kind of commercials that come on with no someone. you're like man I just I thought the best of you forever and then right at the end you're gonna pull that Come on.
1: It's really sad, isn't it? Dick and Andy, yep. Cuz widely beloved. And they're both still alive, which is just incredible. No, no, no. no. is Andy Griffith dead now? Yeah. He died?
2: 2012.
1: Oh, that long ago? Yeah. What did I? Wow. Yeah. And I knew Completely
2: that he cut that. that commercial right before he passed and I looked it up. Well, that was playing. So the commercial aired in 2010 and then he passed away in 2012. So,
1: hmm, wow. Well, okay.
2: Anyhow, uh so there sad. you go. Yeah. Very, very
1: sad. And I mean, two guys from, you know, uh, I don't remember what town the Dick Van Dyke show took place in, but Mayberry, I mean, you know, that's a conservative little town in, in the Carolinas. You know, I was conservative. And then Andy Griffith comes, comes out so liberal. I, I remember, remember at the end of his life, he he got really obnoxious, mm. Um and so now we've got uh, Dick Van Dyke doing the same thing. That's yeah, see great.
2: the thing about celebrities back in that era, you know, Johnny Carson was liberal, but he didn't They kept it under wraps. They yeah. didn't make it a part of their shtick. Today, these right. celebrities are just obnoxious. That 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 defines who they are, are their politics. Whereas entertainers a generation or two ago knew, "Hey, you know what? We're I'm here to entertain. We're we're here to entertain everyone."
1: Yeah, I don't want to piss off half of my potential fans. Which is, uh, apparently, they don't care anymore. 888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Pat Gray Unleashed. Some tweets here at uh, Pat Unleashed. Alexandria Go tweets. I don't know much about Ebola, but the word sounds good. I think we should have more Ebola.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's exactly what that is, man.
1: It's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I, I I don't know much about it, but it's a cool word
1: mm-hmm. and sounds like a fun disease. So
2: Oof. yeah.
1: And stuff. Scott Schwedyball Sweatman, Sh- <laughs> uh, in our new socializing system, we could all speak to each other. Unless the government deemed that speech not politically correct. There you go. Which is happening more and more often, as Mm -hmm. a matter of fact, uh, all around the planet. Uh, The Steve 42, I think that most U.S. Americans don't know what socialism is because um, U.S. Americans don't have maps. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yep.
1: yep. Uh, Okay. Huh. Turtle smirking rube. They probably removed the flag. The flag's in that Iowa school so they wouldn't offend the Snowflake Caucus. From ever changing Twitter handle, you use the word indoctrinated. I think you mean to use the word ignorant. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of that going on as well. A lot of ignorance. From Publius, the only reason BYU men's volleyball is undefeated is because they have Scott Sterling.
2: The Scott Sterling.
1: The (laughs) Scott Sterling. (laughs) If you've seen that video with him getting hit in the face over and over and over again with the volleyball.
2: Yeah, we will have to post that at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. There's a soccer
1: version of it, too. They're both really good. Uh, That's from BYU Studio uh, C. (laughs) Actually, the Scott Sterling in the video, though, represents Yale. He's on Yale's team. If you look very carefully at that video,
2: wait a minute. What are you, what yeah. are you trying to ruin this? Or yeah, something? sorry.
1: I, What's going on here? To keeping it real, all up in here. Wow. Yo. Okay. <laughs> Plus that whole that whole cast from Studio C left.
2: Yeah. What, did, what happened yeah. with them? What, I, what, what, they what is that?
1: Got some other deal, and all of them, every one of them left.
2: Like, where really weird. Can we find that original cast now? I
1: got to find out. I don't know. Actually, I I, I mean yeah. I knew, and then because it's only been a few months, I think, but. Uh, But yeah, I got to find out where they went. Tyler's Annoying Shoulder Bird tweets, working with the flu outdoors away from people and feel like garbage. Then you start with a story that every male listener felt where they lived. Thanks, Pat. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. Happy to do that for you. Get impaled right where you live. That's, uh, oof. Uh, also from Bovine Sepsrator. Bovine Mm sepstrator? Uh... Venezuelans can't grow good. Can't grow good? They must be even dumber than a farmer down down there.
2: Oh yeah. that's okay. a Bloomberg see, what, see reference. Yeah. yeah.
1: They can't grow. Venezuelans can't grow good. Oh yeah. See, look at there's the even uh, dumber than the farmers.
2: Chris Welderboy sent this uh Michael Bloomberg is looking kind of dejected and saying, if only if debating. Was as easy as farming. It's as easy as farming. It's a good point. It's <laughs> <laughs> a
1: really good point.
2: That's good. By the way, your Studio C cast uh, will be on an NBC comedy competition. Uh, well, that was that. Uh, no, this is 2019. So it's they were oh, on, really? they were on a show called JK Studios. Just kidding. Uh, anyway, so JK Studios, I totally is that missed that is show is now? on NBC. Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't see the show. Oh, but apparently they were going to be on that. No,
1: I knew they were going to be on the. Yeah, but that's that was a one time shot or something,
2: wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Huh. But there's the whole cast just kind of hanging out. Hmm. At NBC, I guess. All right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety
1: three. I mean, if
2: they want to go work for the devil, whatever, whatever. It's not my soul. That's right. Cool, cool.
1: It's their story about. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, as far as the Nevada caucus, I think the final report, the final results are are in now completely. Because what I saw a lot over the weekend was eighty eight percent recording, reporting. I mean, and and then I think they finally came out with. The full results that showed Sanders at forty-seven, uh, Biden twenty-one percent, and then Judge thirteen point seven. Seems to me that Elizabeth Warren was around nine point six, and then everybody else. I mean, they just they're they're just pushing this uh, they're just pushing this nomination toward Bernie Sanders um, to wrap this up pretty quickly here. It looks like to me. Uh, I don't I don't know if anybody can stop him now. We have one more. We have one more uh, primary. Uh, that's uh, South Carolina, and then a week from tomorrow is Super Tuesday. So Super Tuesday will probably sort this thing out.
3: Yeah,
2: Saturday for South Carolina. Mm, yeah, and about twenty states on Tuesday. Mm-hmm.
1: Twenty states. Yeah. So if Sanders wins most or all of those, it's going to be over. But he's he's got a lot of the South to deal with. He thinks he's going to win in Texas. Did you? Uh, did you hear him uh, over the weekend talking about, and we're going we're gonna to win Texas too? Oh, geez.
2: Oh, no, I did not. That's 228 Democratic delegates. Yeah. That's a big Does number. Does the
1: winner get it all, or do they divide that up?
2: Um, well, the subtext says, the second largest delegate trove of the primary. Is it winner take all? I don't know. Let's see. Texas. <coughs> Riveting radio here. Uh, let's see. I don't know. <clears throat> Ex Clinton advisors
1: predicting Bloomberg uh, and Clinton plotting a scheme to make Hillary uh, the Democratic nominee. Dick Morris is, is back. And this time, he's pissed. Dick Morris, uh, who's wrong about everything. I, I don't know why anybody. You
2: know, I'm glad you said that because I, why? Why is he a big? When I advisor? printed that story, I thought, okay, what's he going to get wrong this time? He's
1: wrong about everything. <laughs> I mean, Dick Morris has been so discredited, but the former advisor to Bill Clinton predicted Sunday that Michael Bloomberg and Hillary Clinton are plotting a scheme that would allow Clinton. To become the 2020 Democrat nominee, speaking with radio host, some radio host uh, called the, and this show is called the Cats Roundtable. Yeah. Morris said yeah. he believes that Bloomberg will continue to campaign and spend loads of cash to siphon support from Bernie and trigger a brokered convention. Uh oh. Here's the deal that I think is going down. He says, okay. and, and again, he's wrong every every right. time. Um, I think Hillary and Bloomberg have gotten together and cooked up a scheme. He goes on, and I I don't know if he says why he believes this. Nobody will be nominated on the first ballot, and it'll go to a second ballot. Now, the problem is that the party establishment doesn't have a candidate. Mm -hmm. They can't do Bloomberg because he got killed in the debate. They can't do Biden because he's already lost the frontrunner status.
2: John Kasich rides to the rescue for the Democrats, no?
1: No. judge looks like a high school kid. At, <laughs> at the model UN and he's not going to be able to have it certainly not against uh, Trump Warren is third but she's pretty far to the left and people are not going to want to they're not going to want to trust her and when you put it all together it will go to a second ballot and I think Hillary Clinton enters the race mm. and the super delegates will all leave who they're for and go to Hillary
2: oh wow do we even know, does Hillary even want to be president? Has anyone asked her? I mean, do we, we're just assuming that the woman even wants to be the <laughs> president know, of the United
1: States. Quite a leap, right? That's right. quite a so, leap. Yeah. Uh, he characterized his theory as the establishment scenario, suggesting that he believes moderate Democrats will do everything in their power to prevent Sanders from securing the nomination. Hillary's the only candidate that they'll be able to come up with that can measure up to Donald Trump. Morris went on to say that if Sanders does win the nomination, then Trump will not only massacre him in the general election, but the Democratic Party as a whole, predicting Democrats would lose upwards of 60 seats in the House. Wow, would that be great?
2: Yeah. Uh, If Dick Morris is right, Yeah, that would be (laughs) great. That's (laughs) the the thing. Just that. Um, (laughs) This is the... uh, the, (laughs) Don't forget, when, when it comes to November... Don't forget about this whole. Uh, these states are changing to popular vote, the national popular vote for electoral. So y- yeah, how how yeah. how awesome is that? That when you go to vote, you have the power to screw over states like California. Uh, okay, that's mm-hmm. that's a fun thought. Uh, it just mm-hmm. occurs to me random times here. Uh, okay, here's the Democratic primary in Texas. Okay, see if you can follow. If it's winner take all was the question. Mm-hmm. So here's the here's the simple paragraph laid out for you. Each of the state's 36 congressional districts have three delegates to divvy up between candidates based on votes. However, things become winner-take-all when one candidate garners more than 50% of the vote in a district and ends the night with all three of the district's delegates. If no candidate is able to capture over 50% of the vote, the candidate who receives the highest percentage of votes above 20% is awarded two of the district's delegates with the runner-up receiving the third delegate. It's so simple.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just that Texas easy. Texas
2: Democrat Party has it just all just laid out for you. Cut and dry. Wow. Uh, all
1: hundred thirty-three ninety-three, And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. You know, Democrats are going to have a really hard time with Michael Bloomberg. They seem to be flirting with him a little bit right now because he he's a billionaire he's got a lot of money to spend he look his policies I guess are attractive to them uh, in the commercials he has taken credit for everything including health care in New York City which I don't know <laughs> what the mayor of New York City had to do with anybody's health care but uh back in Here's Bloomberg back in uh, 2003 talking about uh, his guy for for, uh, president. Okay.
2: What do we got? Uh, With the leadership of the Bush administration, we really are rebuilding from the worst attack that this nation has ever experienced domestically. Mm -hmm. Uh, In
1: short, uh, we're going to uh, show the free world the undefeatable spirit of New York City, mm. and we are going to bring George W. Bush back for four more years. You have my word on that. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you so much for... They're not okay. going to like that when they, Mm-mm. if that ever But I mean, it, is, look, it was still, you yeah, know... Just a one-time thing. And it was thing. right
2: after 9-11, you right, know. Right, right. So, I mean, they're going to forgive him for that, right? Well,
1: then there was well. Bloomberg in 2004.
2: The president deserves oh, no. our support. Oh, boy. We are here uh, to support him.
1: Uh, yeah. Wow. Huh. Okay.
2: And I am here to support him.
1: Mm. Oh. Mm. Good. Okay. Yeah, that's, they're not going to take kindly to that. I mean, no. the guy's been all over the place. Let's face it. He's every, he, he was a Republican. He was an Independent. Now he's a Democrat. I mean, he's just all over the map. Uh, speaking of Bloomberg, uh he has actually offered now to release three women from their uh captivity from their uh from their NDAs.
2: Oh, oh, okay, my bad.
1: Yeah. The NDAs that they signed because he harassed
2: them. The non-disclosure agreements, yes.
1: And then he paid them a bunch of money to maintain those NDAs and to not disclose anything. So He's identified three of them from the past 30 plus years with women uh, to address complaints about uh, the comments they said I made. If any of them want to be released from their NDAs, they should contact the company and they'll be given a release. Hmm. So there you go. Are there only three women? I don't think so. I think there's (laughs) quite a few more than that. Uh, So maybe he just picked the three that have forgiven him, and maybe he knows what they're going to say. Maybe he's paid them even more. (laughs) I don't know what's going on there.
2: Yeah, I guess after the debate, he said that he did some reflecting.
1: Yeah, I bet he did.
2: Did some reflecting and Uh uh, decided that these are the three that I'm comfortable releasing. Mm.
1: I did some reflecting, and then I did some check writing. Yeah, and
2: and then I did uh, some uh, mm -hmm. checking out the latest poll numbers. and uh, Seeing how the... Voting base responded to my performance, and so I'm releasing these three.
1: This is kind of weird, though. Actor director. Now, this is supposedly a Republican, Clint Eastwood. Clint oh, yeah.
2: Eastwood. Oh yeah, remember it wasn't? The, it was at the Republican convention. He spoke at the convention before. I remember he like pointed to like an imp- like an empty chair or something yep. for yep. for Obama. It, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Obama was the chair, but who was that for? Mm-hmm. Was that for Romney? 2012, I think. Yeah, feels was like it? It was 2012. Maybe. Anyhow.
1: I don't remember if it was 08 or 2012, um, but anyway, he said he wished President Trump <clears throat> would act in a more genteel way okay, right. and uh, and also voiced support for Michael Bloomberg. I'm sorry, come back? Yeah, he's voiced his support for Michael Bloomberg. For Michael
2: Bloomberg?
1: Because, uh, you know, Jeez. Trump needs to be more genteel. Genteel. Okay. <laughs> Jeez, what an idiot. That's... Uh, it's so disappointing. Uh, so he said while he agreed with some of Trump's policies, the president should refrain from name calling and tweeting. I would personally like for him, uh, not to bring himself to that level. Well, I think a lot of people would, but I mean, you don't then throw your support behind a, a stinking author- totalitarian because of it. Eastwood, who has mostly held conservative views and is a registered Libertarian?
2: Whoa, 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 whoa.
1: So you, from libertarianism to Michael Bloomberg? To
2: the most controlling candidate on that stage? Unreal. That's the, unbelievable. The guy who has demonstrated in an elected capacity the the desire and the will to control every aspect of your life and this registered libertarian? Take
1: your guns from you.
2: This registered libertarian is...
1: Yeah. The best thing we could do, he said, is just get Mike Bloomberg in there. What? My idiocy. I just can't. What is can't.
2: happening to these I don't, guys at I don't the know. end of their lives I here? Don't I don't understand. Know.
1: I don't know. Okay. A sentiment about Trump echoes similar comments Eastwood made in 2016. Uh, what Trump is onto is he's just saying what's on his mind, and sometimes it's not so good. And sometimes it's, I mean, I can understand where he's coming from, but I don't always agree with it. So you go from that to Michael Bloomberg?
2: <laughs> so because... Dude, because Donald Trump isn't genteel enough, we're going to go and support this Bloomberg wild progressive. By the way, is he genteel?
1: No. Look at the crass way he addresses women. I mean, it's he's nasty. He's hideous. Yep. Although he didn't endorse Trump, Eastwood did say that he would vote for him over the over Hillary Clinton. I'd have to go for Trump, you know, because she's declared that she's going to follow in Obama's footsteps. There's just too much funny business on both sides of the aisle. <laughs> but, now, funny business. but now he likes the funny business from Michael uh, Bloomberg. So this is all really good stuff.
2: That's a hip phrase. we got to mix that in the rest of the day. Funny business.
1: In a 2008 interview with The Guardian, Eastwood spoke about libertarian values and how he supported a hands-off approach to government. Yeah, hands-off like what? banning salt what? and butter <laughs> and and big soda. I mean, I've always been a libertarian. Leave everybody alone. <laughs> <laughs> Let everybody else do what they want. Just stay out of everybody's hair. So I believe in that value of smaller government. Give politicians power, and all of a sudden, they'll misuse it on you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Clint. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. So you know what you do? What? You go right for the totalitarian. Uh, Michael Bloomberg. That's what you do. Either that or Bernie Sanders. It doesn't matter. Either one of them.
2: That, that that article, those quotes.
1: Doesn't that make any sense. Made
2: no sense none. at all. Yeah,
1: none whatsoever. So, congratulations, Clint. I mean, again, he's getting up there in age. It'll so, be maybe he's just not. Yeah, 90 years old. will be
2: 90 in May. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. It's about time for him to do another uh, Dirty Harry movie, isn't it? Or no, as. Uh, 90?
2: TV's robbed down the hall and uh, put up the graphic. Uh, Genteel Harry is. Uh, <laughs> Is now telling <laughs> yeah. us about how yeah, to that's vote true. in twenty twenty. Yeah,
1: there's not too many people more genteel than Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That is <laughs> fantastic.
2: Yeah. Oh, boy, I don't Jeez. know. I don't know how you support if if, uh, you, if those <clears throat> quotes are this. How are, like I said, these guys when they're getting to the end of their age, you think that they would come <clears> to their <throat> senses and be like, "Man, I sure was wrong when I was younger. I was." Isn't that how it normally works? You're you're thinking uh pie in the sky liberal you know Mm -hmm. let's just everybody get along and and let's make the world great and then then you realize um a certain point in your life uh you go wait a minute um i actually have this thing called common sense and um that's not how you do it but these guys between andy griffith and and maybe they were just liberal all along not not talking about uh clint but uh you know dick van dyke maybe they were just just didn't speak out much
1: yeah they should have kept that up. But
2: though. this, this, uh, this Clint Eastwood. Oof, what painful happened
1: there? Yeah, painful. Uh, <laughs> all right. We also have uh, Elizabeth Warren. Make it a little oh. a little joke about uh, oh, funny, Michael Bloomberg. Funny business. Yeah, she's funny. Funny I business. I, because I'm here in Washington, uh-huh. I want to talk specifically for just a minute at the top okay. about a threat. That is coming our way. All right,
3: here we go.
1: And it's a big threat, not a tall one, but a big one. Michael Bloomberg. No, oh, not a tall one, but a it's big a one. Big one. Michael I mean, Bloomberg.
2: She couldn't even set herself up for that very well. <laughs> she, she, what an <laughs> awkward, awkward human being <laughs> Elizabeth Warren is. Go have.
1: The crowd didn't react very well either, didn't they? Kind of. A,
2: oh. A beer. Oh. Go have a beer, <laughs> lady.
1: Uh, these Democrats are—they're uh, in a bad a way. Funny business, yeah. It's
2: funny
3: business. Pat Gray, unleashed.
1: And a great to have you with us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Unleashed on Twitter. American Pride tweets: When is crazy Bernie going to come out of the closet and admit he's a capitalist? Created a book sold it on the open market, and made millions. Yeah. Let's not forget his uh, album, too, that he must have made a fortune on. with Great stuff like this. As I went walking. Right. Ugh. That rivet of highway. Highway. I, I soar above I me. I soar above me. That endless skyway. I saw nice. below right. me. Oh, and then he saw. That golden mm-hmm. valley. Yeah, he switched okay. that up, didn't he? Yeah. This, this land was made, was made for you and me. You and me.
2: Brilliant. That's just... So good. I mean, did he do that at like a Six Flags, you know, like recording booth? You know, you're walking by and you see the, the, the girl in there who wants to be a mm-hmm. teeny pop star. She's mm-hmm. in there recording something that sounds very similar to that. Not really sure where he
1: recorded that. <laughs> That's what it uh, sounds like. Genius production. It's so good. Uh, Valhalla Mama, <laughs> the Democratic primary, where the rules always change and the votes don't matter. Uh, from Caucus Card Shark...
2: Oh, yeah. Did you see how they were breaking the ties there in Las Vegas? They were drawing cards out of a deck. Like, you know, you had the stupid, you had funny business in mm-hmm. Iowa with the coin flip that just was, yeah, it's, it's for Mayor Pete. Yeah. Yeah, so they were drawing cards, cards. to break ties in, in mm-hmm. Nevada, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. strange.
2: Uh, next
1: election, I expect Bloomberg to run under the new Green Party to try to appeal to the farmers that he offended. <laughs> Uh, just to muck and fudge, is funny business better or worse than malarkey?
2: <laughs> funny business, I love it. That's the phrase of the day.
1: Uh, all right. Speaking of the no malarkey tour, boy, Joe Biden is in trouble. He is really in trouble. His lead in South Carolina now, uh, according to the latest polls, is down to three. Down to three points. He was up by, I don't know, 20? And now it's three percentage points in South Carolina and it is Bernie Sanders who's in second place. So if Bernie Sanders somehow pulls out a win in South Carolina, he's almost wrapped it up before Super Tuesday. Oh,
2: no kidding. Yeah. And you're right. He was up, uh, looks like, yeah, about 19 points. Just, mm-hmm. uh, let's see, I got to scroll down. Wasn't and, that long ago? Yeah, it was uh, six weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is like six the Atlanta weeks. Falcons here. That's bad. He Jeez. is. He is just... I mean, that was his firewall, was it not? Oh, for sure. South Carolina? Yeah. That they was, thought that maybe was Nevada, sure
1: too, and then Nevada turned out not to be his firewall. My goodness. Uh, so there you go. Meanwhile, President Bush is in India this week, and... President Bush? I mean, did I say President Bush? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess I did. That'd President Trump is in mm-hmm. India this week. Wow, that's weird. Yeah. Um, and when presidents go abroad... Their trips are typically pre-wired to include a number of deliverables like uh, trade deals, security agreements, heavily scripted statements Mm
3: -hmm.
1: by leaders. Um, But apparently this time, he's kind of been promised by Prime Minister Narendra Modi, a massive, adoring crowd. Oh, Maybe the largest he's ever addressed. Now, (laughs) President Trump took the occasion... To say that it would be about seven million people, seven right. million.
2: I mean, I know there's a lot of people in India, and <laughs> right. their population alone will be the most important factor when mm-hmm. World War III comes. Make sure they're on our side. But seven million people showing up for a Trump rally?
1: That's... He said. He said it's gonna be. It's gonna be exciting. Uh, that they they tell me between uh, the stadium and the airport, we'll have about seven million people. <laughs> so <laughs> the officials in India. Uh, quickly moved to correct that ever so slightly. I mean, they're just, they don't want the expectations to be yeah. quite that high. Tweaked
2: the number just a little bit. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. They tweaked it to closer to 100,000.
2: I mean, so seven, 7 million. a million,
1: 100,000. What's a couple of people here and there? You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> Is there a metric issue happening? What, I mean, I don't know.
1: You know, you can't just, okay, they've got this venue, they're christening a new uh, cricket Stadium. Oh, nice! Yeah, and it's it seats 110,000 people. There's only 5 million people in the whole town.
2: Okay, well, I mean... So
1: 7 million were kind of unlikely. You could bust right?
2: them in the way Democrats You vote. could,
1: yes, I guess you could. Bus them in from all over the country mm-hmm. and have 7 million people there, but I mean, 110,000 capacity stadium, that's good enough. Why yeah. can't you leave well enough alone and just say the reality instead of exaggerating it like that?
2: I mean, I but know. he did say Trump said what between the airport and the state. Yeah. maybe maybe they're lining the road. Seven million people lining the road.
1: It, okay, I hope. All right, I hope All it right. turns out that way. I hope seven million people line the road. But so the uh, officials in India didn't think it'd be quite that high.
2: Trump's not <laughs> having to watch a cricket match, is he?
1: It's just the stadium. No, they're they're just welcoming him. Okay,
2: good because some of those cricket matches literally uh, they're, last they're, two
1: days, and they're just they're incomprehensible. I. Have you ever read an article on a cricket match? It's t- unbelievable. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's like they're not even speaking English when yeah. it's in English. And yeah. it's like, what? I, I have no idea what you just said.
2: There was this uh, place in New Jersey that uh, I saw them playing cricket in a, in a parking lot. So I just I I stopped, and had some time, mm-hmm. and uh, and I watched and I observed and I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna understand cricket. Today's the day. And I was asking some of the guys questions. And uh, it was it was it was really rough English to begin with, mm-hmm. um, and my comprehension skills aren't so great either. But I tried to understand the sport, you know, because it looked it looked kind of like baseball. It mm-hmm. like it looks like croquet in yeah. baseball. If they had a kid, it would be a cricket. And the cricket thing is a bat, right? Yeah, it's like Isn't this flat what they call piece it? of wood. Yeah. These guys, just, you know, and underhanded, and it's, and then you hit it hit
1: as a, it bounces off the ground. It's a very weird thing. Yeah,
2: it was. Um, Impossible to understand.
1: Yeah, it's impossible. impossible. It seriously and, is.
2: And I got to ask questions, For any right-thinking human
1: being, it right. just doesn't make any
2: sense. I, I was able to ask questions yeah. and try to... No, no. And I, the only uh-huh. part that I could understand was the guy like playing out in the outfield, if you will. And I was, will. Was trying to catch it. I was like, hey, I understand that yeah, part. Yeah, with their bare hands, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah, it's... Yeah, anyway. But, uh, man, that's huh. uh, that's a sport that I want to understand. Yeah. And I've never understood uh, but, uh, you know.
1: Maybe one day you'll move to India.
2: Should we learn? You want to learn? No. We have room out here in the I studio. Really we could grab a few guys here, mm-hmm. maybe watch some YouTube videos and really Appreciate try to absorb it. But it but no,
1: don't really care. So you're not point. into not interested, cricket
2: no. at all? Not at all, no.
1: Um, I am interested in the Olympics uh, perhaps being moved out of Tokyo or canceled oh, altogether. Wow. Any idea why that would happen?
2: Coronavirus.
1: Oh, my. Yes. Did you just use? I'm sorry, the uh, COVID 19. Thank you. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> and they actually do call it COVID 19. Because coronavirus in the article. I mean, for it, some reason is racist. Yeah. I don't understand that at all.
2: When you say the phrase coronavirus, it the just, first thing you think is, is Asia. Yeah, and it, it evokes images from uh, mm-hmm. uh, the old South. Right during segregation or wait and stuff like that. I mean what, what, <laughs> slavery. How, how did I don't know? How did coronavirus become? I don't know a racist or xenophobic. Especially term? against
1: Chinese when it's a Spanish word that means crown, and they named it that because the virus, when you look at it under a microscope, looks like a crown. That's why it's called that. Weird. So weird. anyway, in a promotional video uh, featuring Japanese superstar Naomi Osaka. As well as fans of different nationalities, the organizing committee for the uh, 2020 Olympics in Tokyo uh, have just announced their official motto: "United by emotion."
2: Oh, oh no! <laughs>
1: but the emotion we're all united by right now seems to be fear. So um, <laughs> I'm thinking they're they're actually talking about moving the the games. Uh, Because the virus, the disease has infected more than 75,000 people. It's killed 2014. Prompted over 50 countries and territories to close their borders. To arrivals from China. Um, It's already surpassed the combined death toll of SARS and MERS. Mm. And it lies on the cusp of becoming a pandemic that spreads around the globe. So... Uh, the economic repercussions are already already pretty severe. Um, it will cost the world's economy over $280 billion in the first quarter of this year. Meaning that global GDP will not grow from one quarter to the next for the first time since 2009. China's growth is expected to slow to 4.4.5% over the same period. They must have economic growth of 9%, which is why they build ghost cities all the time. Because when they're when it's not really working for them, they have to pretend like it's working for them, and they have to build things uh, that they're never going to fill with anybody or anything. Mm. So, uh, even Korean automaker Hyundai has shut down its huge factory due to shortage of parts. So, and they're talking about a shortage of 150 different drugs because a lot of them are manufactured in China.
2: Yeah, you were talking about, you know, shipping. Uh, Jaguar had to uh, basically ship parts on commercial airliners. Wow. Like, like, as luggage to keep production up here in America. Crazy. So... Uh, it's
1: amazing. I mean, this thing is really... It's seriously damaging mm-hmm. uh, a lot of industries
2: and a lot of economies. Yeah. Be, uh, so... When this whole thing settles down, um, well... Assuming we're all still around, Mm -hmm. uh, China's the effect on their economy and their social structure and their government is going to be fascinating. It is. And what was it? Fifty people dead in a town in Iran. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes. That's another country that you know is very dictatorial, and uh, be interesting to see if it if it spirals out of control there. What kind of follow me here? Positive impacts Mm. ultimately greater good. You know, I, I I just. It's going to be fascinating to see how China, in particular, looks when when this is is all over. Mm -hmm.
1: If it's over Uh, ever, yeah. They've already said it might be permanent. This disease. I don't. I don't think so. I think eventually they're going to come up with a cure for it.
2: Or we're all going to die. Either that. One one of the the two. Mm
1: -hmm. One of the two. We're either (laughs) we're all going to die. All going to die. We're going to be okay.
2: We're going to be okay. Yeah. And in the meantime, (laughs) uh, you could get a cricket bat on eBay for thirty-five bucks. Just FYI.
1: That's a wow! Thank you for that. Oh, you're gonna
2: play. Thank We're gonna play. get out there, thank and it's gonna be awesome.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so speculation is now mounting because the year's biggest events, uh, due to take place directly in the orbit of the outbreak, the 2020 Olympic Games, they're supposed to start in Tokyo on July 24th. Okay, July 24th. But Japan has the second highest rate of COVID-19 oh, infections no. after China. They've got 695 people testing positive for the virus. Most of them from that cruise ship docked at uh, Yokohama.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: The Olympics torch relay is due to begin next month and, and travel to all of Japan's 47 prefectures over 121 days, wait, coinciding wait. prefectures. Prefectures? Prefectures. I mean, that's mm-hmm.
2: that's almost as dumb as parishes in Louisiana. I know.
1: I know. A prefecture? I was, ch- I was just trying to roll over the top of yeah, it. Yeah, but now so I'm fascinated by that word. Yeah, look it up. Huh. Um, so... This whole uh, event coincides with our popular cherry blossom bloom. Um, oh, that's right. But you know, a lot of people aren't going to want to be part of that if it if it encompasses maybe coming in contact with people who have COVID-19, right? Unless you, I don't know, maybe you do some strict no handshake policy. Uh, don't cough on people. Everybody has to wear a mask, and you go ahead with it wash and just take your chances.
2: Your hands, please. Wash your hands. All you have to do is wash your hands. And then don't touch anybody. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good. That's actually that's a good rule of thumb. Uh-huh, uh, just that's in, what I would do in general. There, Joe Biden. Uh, wash your hands yep. and don't touch. Don't anybody. Don't touch anybody.
1: And you know, not to offend people, but just say, "Look, I'm not. I'm not shaking anybody's hand, just in case."
2: And then you okay? know, yeah. In China, that that there's a villager. There's a famous photo. Uh, he didn't want to wear a mask all the time, so when the uh, authorities came in, they just took him and uh, tied him to a column and said, "You're not going to infect everybody else, you." <laughs> and uh I don't know if he's I don't know if he's still there uh if, if they're feeding him. Just, they're just uh, brutal look there. At that. there look at that
1: see look he's tied Oh yeah there up he to, is. just to a, tied to a, to a column to a column in a in a building
2: I mean it looks like he's got good cheer he's
1: inside he's, he's not getting rained on or anything so is he, he's fine
2: is he inside I think you're they're sure? inside yeah you're right it looks yeah. like like, looks a,
1: like a bathroom or a uh, office door be in the background there so you
2: wait here and we'll check in when this thing blows over yeah. It looks like he's right. taking it well.
1: Uh, we'll throw you a sandwich every once in a while. If you can catch it in your mouth, uh, go say, ahead and eat it.
2: I, you know what? I will say, mm-hmm. if you would allow me to sit down there, and if you would put a TV... That wouldn't mean that bad. If you have put, like, Sports Center replays <laughs> yes, on I'll around do. the clock... Totally fine. And now I don't have to go and work in the, you know, the fields like they do in China? I'd love it. Oh, th- that guy could Seriously? be actually... That, that's a good gig yeah. now.
1: If I'm not too tight, if it's not so tight that right. I can't, you know, then I'd get a little claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right. If there's a nice... A flat screen TV in front of me. Tie me to a recliner, and you let me sit down. Right.
2: Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, so our demands. On. Our our demands are be what? the Best thing that ever happened when, to me. When you actually. tie me up, it has to be on a recliner. <clears throat> yep. Has to be in front of. I have to have access to a remote because I want to yes. switch back yes. and forth between hockey and football or whatever's on. You know, mm-hmm. I want to be able to do that. Maybe a little baseball. Baseball from time season to time. starting up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, spring training started this weekend. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's getting because otherwise, what is what is this Chinese villager's life like? He's out in a field. He's working his. Off and, you know, day. the Chinese government just the, said the corona, the COVID-19 is no excuse to mm-hmm. not meet food production standards and expectations. So the government has uh, sent out that directive. Mm-hmm. This guy, this is the life. This is how you do it, folks. Refuse to wear a mask and you've got sports center all day
1: long. Well, except I, I haven't seen the Chinese accepting those demands. Oh. Uh, so he didn't seem to have a TV in front of him. Or, nor was he sitting. Or a sitting. chair. <laughs> So, yeah, it didn't go quite as, as I'm sure he would have liked. Well,
2: that's a shame. Opportunity lost by that villager. Hmm.
1: So, uh, yeah, they've invested. You know what they've invested in Japan in these Olympic Games? You know what this is costing them? $25 billion. $25 billion. Wow. Uh, is there any way you're going to recoup that through TV? I, uh, maybe. M- maybe you recoup those losses. I don't know. But then, if you've spent 25 billion and they move the games,
2: <laughs> now you're in real trouble. Oh, see, now that that would not be. Now good. Now that's not good. 25 billion. Okay, now that's a lot. Mm-hmm. But there are uh, two other Olympic uh, games that have been more than that. You had uh, really, yeah, Beijing in 2008. How much was that? 40 billion.
1: In 08. In 08.
2: 40 billion. But let's go back to good. Golly. Sochi uh, in Russia, wow. there, the Winter Olympics of 2014 cost that country $55 billion. Winter Games? They had,
1: $55 billion?
2: They had a lot of.
1: Uh, oh. Well, see, those are governments that can say, yeah. so what are you going to do about yeah. it? A lot of things. Shut that, up. Yep. Or will you get a visit from the secret police?
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, like, if you go wow. to like, countries that uh, don't suck so much. Um, the cost would be fourteen point six billion. That would be London in twenty twelve. Fifty five billion. That is fifty five
1: billion. Ridiculous. Yeah. Why would you spend that kind of money? There's they, no way they rebuilt that. They completely that. No way. rebuilt
2: that town. Like everything. Uh, wow. I'm trying to remember. There was something else with that. Uh, but yeah. Um, That's outrageous.
1: That is you go. Outrageous.
2: Those are. Uh, mm. Those are big governments at work.
1: Yep. Yep. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three more Pac Ray Unleashed coming up. Pac Gray Unleashed. Good morning, Americans. It's Monday.
2: It doesn't have quite the same ring to it.
1: No, or the same feel exactly. Mm-mm. But uh <laughs> but there it is. It is Monday. It's start to the work week.
2: It's the happiest
1: day of the week. Yeah, it's a good day for a cricket. You know, we got the whole week in front of us. It's awesome. Cricket match, cricket, cricket match.
2: Yeah, Mondays are good days for cricket matches. Uh-huh. I've, I've often said that. I don't know. Hmm. You okay. surprised by that? Yeah. But, I, uh, okay. Hmm. All right. Oh, look, they accepted my bid. I will be playing cricket in no time.
1: Uh, they accept who's who? who accepted on my eBay your bid?
2: bid. Yeah, so it's free shipping. Oh, on the, on the bat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it is coming from the, the other side of the bat. globe. Um, Hmm. So I mean the the window for shipping it will arrive between April twelfth and May thirtieth. What in the world?
3: Hmm.
1: hmm. Seems like a long time to wait for a cricket bat. Yeah,
2: but I had to use my, uh, my eBay points. I had a few cents so okay. saved up. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety
1: three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, you know, even if they move the Olympics, we were just talking about, <clears throat> Japan with their they're the second highest infected country. In the COVID nineteen uh, sweepstakes, so they've got six hundred and ninety-five people infected, and they're talking about maybe moving the games. Who to where? Who on this planet is going to want the Chinese team to come to <laughs> uh, to visit? I don't think yeah. anybody wants that, right?
2: I, you don't want to take that chance. Yeah, and they've canceled nineteen forty 1940 and nineteen forty-four because of World War Two, right? Right. So would this be the first? Uh, I know we've canceled World Series because of um. What was going on? Uh, what was I don't know, 100 years ago. What was the uh, thing we had? Uh, yellow fever or something like that. I don't know, something like that. Spanish flu, Spanish maybe? Flu. Spanish flu. I bet flu, the I Spanish flu yeah. would have
1: canceled. About 100 yeah. and something years ago. Yeah. So. So this is a possibility. Interesting. Anyway, we'll keep an eye on that. <laughs> Amy Diane tweets, uh, did Elizabeth Warren just judge Bloomberg for his physical appearance? Whoa. How sexist. Yeah, because she said, well, here's, can we play what Elizabeth Warren said? I, because I'm here in Washington, mm-hmm. I want to talk specifically for okay. just a minute at the top do.
2: Do. about
1: big, a big, threat
2: big that here. is
1: coming our way. Oh, it's
2: going to be funny. Listen
1: to It's it up. a
4: big threat. Big Not threat. a tall one, but a big one. Michael
1: <laughs> Michael Bloomberg. 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 Cut that a little too soon. But, but it's
2: not yeah. a... I mean, it, it didn't affect the her, joke. The joke big
1: funny was not funny. But anyway, it's because the so. joke
2: sucked regardless. Yeah. Whether you get the punchline or not.
1: From Incognizant Socialist, moral of the story, if A-list celebrities support a candidate, find the polar opposite and support that one. Okay. It's a good safety tip. <laughs> From Pew Pew One Pew, I played semi-pro pro cricket.
3: Oh!
2: Huh?
1: Semi-pro cricket. Yeah? I didn't even know there was such a thing. Yeah? I didn't... Well... Anyway, uh, he... Here she played. <laughs> I don't want to. I want to judge. It's a he. Pew pew one pew. You know for a fact. Well yeah because does if he read identify rest, as a he? The
2: rest of the tweet I'm gonna assume.
1: Oh yeah okay that. right. Well not necessarily. Again where you're assuming too much. <laughs> <That's what laughs> I, I played semi-pro cricket and trust me it can't be explained easily. <laughs> oh I do trust you. <laughs> I try to every day to my missus. I'm about. Twenty percent there in ten years.
2: Okay, <laughs> So I can't interest you in in playing cricket out here. How about wiffle ball? You want to play some wiffle? Oh, ball? I
1: love with, wiffle balls. Fun, yeah.
2: Okay, we're making we progress. Yeah, I could play with after ball. the show today.
1: Alexandria, go! United by emotion, divided by a virus. See, that's the uh, the theme for the Olympics this year. United by emotion.
2: <laughs> what <laughs> a,
1: a beautiful! That's a dumb, no, it's beautiful. No, it's stupid. You mean stupid. you mean beautiful, right? Uh, we got some really sad news, and this is, unfortunately, you could see this one coming a long way from, well, we uh, he started doing this, what, about a year ago? Mad oh, Mike. More than that, yeah. Mad Mike Hughes uh, decided to build himself a rocket and then launch himself into, into space or try to get to space or as high as he could. And then take a photograph of the earth to prove its flatness.
2: Yeah, whenever I would think of him, I would think of that uh, commercial. You know, it's like the black guy goes way up to, to get this woodpecker crazy mm-hmm. thing, you know. And then he gets up there and his battery's dead. And then he falls down. They like, I don't know if it was an insurance company or something. I always imagined Mike getting up there and having his camera ready. And all of a sudden, like, the battery. He's like, oh, no. Oh, boy. There goes my attempt here.
1: Well, yeah, his homemade rocket. Crashed on private property near Barstow, Ugh. California, I hate this about 152 man. near Highway 247. On, I think this was on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And Waldo Stakes, a colleague who was at the rocket launch, said Hughes, who was 64, was killed. Ugh. Really yeah. sad. And we got video. Really, really sad. And what
2: happens is, we don't and, show the actual crash. No, we're right? not going to show the crash. Uh, it stops right before. But see, what happens is, he goes. The up. parachute rips off. See this? Now he's oh, now no. he's out of luck. So oh
1: So the parachute man. the
2: parachute came falls out. off, and now there's no way to slow him down. Oh no! So when he eventually does come down,
1: he like comes said, down full speed.
2: Full speed, and then we stop the video right before it hits, the, and you hear people screaming. Oh yeah.
1: no! It's really terrible. sad. Really sad. I mean, obviously mistaken about the flatness of the earth, mm-hmm. but he was he was hell-bound to prove it. He was adamant. And he went up a couple times last year. He went up at least once, and I think that was in September, maybe? And something happened, but I think his parachute opened for him that time because uh, it wasn't successful either. And so he came back fairly gently to the earth, and he was going to try again. And instead of leaving well enough alone... He went up again. Ah. Sad. Very sad. So, uh, Mad Mike Hughes uh, killed in his homemade rocket. Really sad over the weekend.
2: 888 thirty three
1: ninety three. Also, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, we have a uh, lesbian woman who has decided to leave the progressive left behind. Huh. We will share that with huh. you next on Pat Gray Unleashed. Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, don't forget to uh, download the podcast if you miss any portion of the show, or uh, you can't get up in time some certain day, uh, or you know your friends, neighbors, relatives. Tell them how to get the the show as well. Uh, you can do that anytime, wherever the podcasts are available. iTunes, Spotify. SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, and we 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 put the whole show up on YouTube as well. So all of that is there.
2: Oh, and be sure to share that mm-hmm. video of the uh, Black Bishop uh, over in North Carolina, Bishop Wooden. Oh man, that was powerful. And man. boy, so good. You guys sharing that has uh, made a huge difference. Uh, what twenty four hours? It was over a hundred thousand. I think we we're up to one hundred and sixty something thousand. Last I checked, something like that of people have already seen that. Mm-hmm. And you talk about making an impact.
1: That's going to be huge.
2: What he, the the truth he laid down about the Democratic Party and they being, <clears throat> them being tied at the hip mm-hmm. with Planned Parenthood and the destruction of black lives and killing black babies, and that was what their founding was 100 years ago. Those are some
1: great... Yeah, you. Great it, it means a lot more coming from a black bishop than it does from me because it, I mean, it was the... It's the black race that Margaret Sanger sought to eliminate. And there's somebody speaking out strongly against that. Hey, uh, it does matter that Margaret Sanger founded Planned Parenthood to wipe out black people. I'm sorry, that does matter. Maybe you might want to pay attention to that. So, yeah, uh, share that with as many people as you can because it's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing video.
2: YouTube.com slash Pat Gray.
1: All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three,
2: and some
1: more good news. We have this uh, outspoken a lesbian who says that she is leaving the progressive left. Here's why.
0: I'm not one of them. Hi. I'm Arielle, I'm a lesbian, and I don't think gender is a social construct. I don't think cis straight white men are evil. I don't believe that genital preferences are transphobic or that there are 97 genders. I don't Hi. think that male sex offenders belong in women's prisons. I don't okay. think it's normal for people to be praised for walking around with shirts that say kill turfs. I don't think like these people and I no longer wanna be associated with them. I've reached peak LGBT, this is my coming out video. Never in my life have I been more canceled, tortured, tormented, harassed, than mm-hmm. by members of my own community. Never. I have I like, witnessed literal mentally ill individuals who are latching themselves onto the LGBT community without actually <laughs> being LGBT for the sake of oppression points, external validation, and sympathy. Never have I seen such disrespect from younger LGBT people to the older lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender advocates who have been paving the way for us for longer than we've all been alive. Never have I seen people that use the word bigot so frequently and not see the hypocrisy yep. and irony in themselves saying it. Some of you have noticed this change coming onto my channel with in the past two years as I've gotten what some people would say more conservative. And yeah, I have, haven't I? Since the queer movement right now is obsessed with all these different labels and I am a fan of labels, I wanted to share a new label of mine with you. I'm coming out, I am officially leaving the left. When it's gotten to the point where I can no longer mm. even list LGBT or women empowerment in my Instagram and Twitter bios without people thinking I'm part of this ridiculously woke cult. When we have rules and a pecking order of who is able to speak and for how long, even about their own bodies and experiences. When we have children drag queens and think it's okay for them to perform sexually for adults. When we praise news stories like this that make absolutely no sense and do nothing for our movement or for yes. people understanding us. When this person is praised by LGBT organizations and deemed a speaker for lesbians and People say that straight black men are the white men of black people, and I know what they mean. I no longer wish to be a part of this. The LGBT community has become a safe haven for the mentally unstable who are not seeking help and who also aren't in any sense of the word, We've become so obsessed with validating everybody. How did we not see this coming? This community has become so ridiculously intolerant while preaching love that for the first time in a decade, LGBT acceptance is down. Anyone who goes against the grain and thinks for themselves is immediately outcast. That's not a community, that's a hive mind cult.
2: Wow. Powerful. Wow. Something else that I get traction.
1: Brilliantly. (laughs) Uh, brilliantly put, and you know, again, so much more meaningful because it's coming from somebody within the LGBTQIA two plus community. <laughs> so, if you want
2: to share these videos, so. we're talking about the uh, black bishop talking about Planned Parenthood and the Democratic Party, and this lesbian talking about the insanities of the LGBTQ plus plus mm-hmm. that right community
1: LGBTQQ. Oh, I, I, I think you missed a Q in there
2: somewhere. Obviously, a hater over obviously. here. Obviously, sorry. Uh, you got
1: the queer, but not the questioning, or the questioning, but not. The not the queer. One of the two. And that's unacceptable.
2: And Keith, I, and it's unacceptable. I've, and I have apologized. Okay. And I, right. hope, I hope we can All let right. that we'll go. We'll let it go this one time. We'll, we'll let it go this one. These two videos will be mm-hmm. available on Twitter at Pat leash <laughs> if you'd like to share them with your friends who aren't She's, as you know,
1: bigoted like me. Uh, she talked about things in there that I, I'm not even aware of. What was that one thing that she... Mention? Oh. Did you look it up? Yeah, yeah. I, I, TURF? Yeah, the TURF, kill the TURF or something. I don't know what that is.
2: A trans exclusionary radical feminist. So, in other words, if you're a radical feminist.
1: Yeah. Okay. But
2: you exclude trans people from. Oh, from like uh, from like
1: women's sports or, or whatever, yeah, like sure. a
2: trans. I, I don't, I, I don't know. T E. Is that what that is? Yeah,
1: I don't know. Okay, yep. so it's just so complicated now, as she laid out. So dumb. You, you can't even keep track of it all. You honestly can't keep track of it all. So
2: terribly dumb.
1: Uh, and there's a reasonable person mm-hmm. who spells it all out and just isn't accepting of the of the madness and there it is madness that there's 97 genders. no there isn't. there are two. there's two genders. there are not 97. There are differences between men and women in sports and men biological men should not be competing against biological women. they shouldn't. it's it's asinine. so. She made some outstanding points there. And we just need to uh, return to sanity. It would be nice. 888 thirty three ninety three. 3393 Also, uh, it's becoming more and more apparent now. I'm not sure if we mentioned this late last week. Uh, that squad congresswoman Ilhan Omar told her friends years ago that the man who became her second husband was in fact her brother.
2: Oh, that's shocking.
1: And now for the first time, one of those friends has come forward to reveal exactly how Omar and Ahmed Elmi scandalized the Somali community in Minneapolis. And she married... Okay, she married her first husband, Ahmad Ahmed Hersey. Um, but hardly anyone realized that uh, the next person she was going to go on to marry was her brother? Although the people closest to her knew that, no one knew there had been a wedding until the media turned up the marriage certificate years later. Uh, the friend re- revealed her revelations are sure to renew car- calls for the investigation into the Minnesota freshman representative who repeatedly refused to answer questions about her marriage to Elmi. But here's here's the timeline. Involving uh, Ilan Omar's two marriages. She and her, first of all, in 1997, she and her family settle in Minnesota after fleeing war torn Somalia. In 2002, she married Ahmed Abyssalon Hersey in a religious ceremony, but was not recognized legally. They go on to have two children. In 2009, Omar marries Ahmed Elmi in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Okay, so the first one was a religious ceremony. This one wasn't, it was a legal ceremony. In 2010, he then enrolls at North Dakota State to study fine art and lives with Omar. In 2011, Omar claims she and Elmi split this particular year and he went back to the UK. In 2012, Omar and Hersey have their third child. (laughs) So, the one she was religiously married to, she continued to live with while she was married to the second guy. Uh, Legally, but not religiously. So, they have their third child in 2012. Elmi is still in the U.S., according to college officials and social media. 2013, Elmi starts working in London. Uh, 2017... Omar divorces Elmi. in 2018, marries Hersey in a civil ceremony, so now she's married religiously and legally to the first guy. In 2018, she also the marriage is brought up during Omar's campaign for Congress. She denies it, and it's largely ignored because of the lack of proof around it. On uh, July 2019, President Trump thrusts the rumor back into the spotlight. <laughs> Then the Daily Mail revealed Omar and Hersey have separated and she's moved into a penthouse apartment. She also reveals the uh, Daily Mail also reveals Omar's secret relationship with her married aide, Tim Minette. Uh, In August 2019, Tim Minette's wife files for divorce, claiming her husband had professed his love for Omar. Early October 2019, Omar formally files for divorce from Hersey. Omar is granted divorce from Hersey in November. In December, Hersey marries a pediatric nurse, Leighton Ahmed. In December uh, also of 2019, one week later, Maynette is granted a divorce from his wife, Beth. Her spokesman uh, told DailyMail.com that Omar, 37, doesn't comment on her family or personal life. Well, yeah, because she's conducting illegal activities with her family and personal life. So.
2: It's a quintessential American story.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? It's just the same story that you've heard a million different times. Uh, just marrying your brother uh, <laughs> so that he can legally stay in the United States while you're married to your other husband uh, religiously. It happens every day. It's a beautiful tale.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: used to see that on Love American Style all the time back in the 70s. 888 uh, 888- <laughs> 900 900- 3393, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Really uh, cool hmm. event happened in the world of hockey. Oh, yes it did. Was this Friday?
2: Friday night. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes at the Toronto Maple Leaves. The Zamboni driver, who's 42 years old. Oh, with a kidney transplant by the way. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: He became the goalie for the Hurricanes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, they, I guess they always appoint uh-huh. an emergency goalie. Like that. And yeah. then what happened with the two goalies that they
2: had? Were they both injured? They both got injured. Um, one was just this horrific collision, by the way. Mm. But uh, they were like, all right, so who can play? Who wants to suit up? Literally. And it was the guy who drove the Zamboni. Yeah, for the minor league team that plays in that same building. And so mm. this guy, uh, uh, David Arias or something, he's he's like, oh, oh, that's me. Oh, crap. So he goes and he signs a $500 contract. Uh, he suits up. His helmet... His helmet, by the way, um, is a Maple Leafs helmet, okay? Mm. And it's got, you know, the decals and stuff, but he has to play uh, with that mm. blue and white helmet and uh, wears the Hurricanes uh, white jersey, white and red. <laughs> and it's and <laughs> weird. And they didn't sho- have a helmet for him? Yeah, so we're showing him in action there. Well, it was his helmet, and he keeps there at the arena, I guess. I don't know. He hasn't okay. played since 2015 when he was a minor leaguer, but his record in the minor leagues was 0-8, wow. okay? And, you know, his save percentage was, you know, 77%, something like that. But yeah, so they draft him in there. They pull him out there, and um, uh, the the Hurricanes were up three to one. So they spot him a two goal lead, and he gave up uh, uh, goals on his first two shots against him. And so
1: they it, scored on both shots. Yeah,
2: it was not looking so good. But yeah.
1: then, but then they went in to the locker room and uh-huh. came back out for the third period. And he still and he said, "I'll be him. I'll be settled down, ready ready to win this one." Uh-huh. He told everybody,
2: and he was. He stopped the next eight shots. Was the star of the game, number one star there, first star. And uh, they won six to three in. And uh, uh, are they going? Are the Maple Leafs going to let him go into that arena ever again? Because I mean, that's where he works. But that what a story! But can it's we amazing. see? Can we see the locker room, the celebration afterward? That was a that was a fun little uh, get together. So here he comes in there, all the Hurricanes. <laughs> you think they just won the Stanley Cup? It was. So, I mean, you talk about an everyday guy becomes a hero. And this is the coach gives him a nice speech here. I just this is so great, man.
1: It's like a movie. Yeah, this will be a movie. Yeah. Oh one yeah.
2: Day. Oh yeah. Yeah. By the way, he said one of the greatest things is that he got to uh, shower in the locker room. He thought that was the big treat. And <laughs> hey, look at this.
1: Here we go. So is there a, there's a speech.
2: This not often in the game that you get time to talk about great memory. That's why you do this, you'll see when you're done, you'll go back, you'll look back, all you have is the memories that you got, you guys just gave me one, okay, you gave each other one, but that's the memory that I'm going to have forever, the way you guys played that third period, for you, okay, awesome. and the way you play for us. Cool. Yeah, you guys, I don't know what your song is, but have song, great job. Okay great and that was an cool. important game for them because they're trying to make the playoffs That's
1: amazing That's uh, good still he paid him 500 bucks 500 on, bucks you can, yeah. you can do better than that for for a goalie i mean in the national hockey league come on
2: <sighs> come on so amazing so that was that-
1: i'd like to see what the average pay is for goalies in the nhl uh i'm guessing it's more than 500 a game
2: I mean, maybe just a more. little north of that. Yeah, just a tad. So so I don't know. Since both of their goalies, I'm sure they're going to call somebody up from the minor leagues now, but I was hoping he would get on the plane with them because I looked up their next game and it's back home against Dallas uh, coming up, I think, tomorrow night. Here? Uh, no, or in there. Carolina. Okay. Yeah, so huh. I was thinking, I hope he has a passport. Yeah. You know, because he's up in Toronto.
1: That's really something. Anyhow,
2: so good for him. What a great mm-hmm. story. Just it It. it, it That'll
1: be a movie sometime.
2: It will be a movie. And it was why Twitter was invented was for stuff like that last night. Yeah, really cool. Mm-hmm. Really cool.
1: Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Uh also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh Republican Party war chest dwarfs the Democrats war chest going into the twenty twenty high season. We have uh the Republican Party has nearly eight times as much cash on hand as the Democrat Party. Whoa. Eight times as much. Whoa. Huh. I thought they were raising so much money in the Democrat Party because Donald Trump is hated so much. Well, get this. Uh, the Republican Party well, this, no, this, okay. has 76 million cash on hand. Hello. 76 million compared with the Democrat National Committee's 9.9 million. Wow. 76 to 9. Uh, record-breaking support for this president and his policies continues to grow as we head full force into the presidential election year, according to uh, RNC chairwoman, Ronna McDaniel. Well, good. So that, uh, that looks positive. What doesn't look positive is, uh, you know, you got a socialist for the Democrats who seems to be Rising to the top of this thing, and it looks like he's going to be the nominee. And some Republicans, I think, have the idea that they want to help him because they believe that Donald Trump will crush him in the general election. And that may be true, but I don't know if we want to take the
2: chance. Yeah, I'm going to let this. the Democrats uh, let them figure this out on their own. I don't. I don't want my. I, I don't. I don't want to be responsible for.
1: Yeah, yeah. The same guy who did the plastic bag fact last week, uh, Preston Baines, Uh posted a message on Facebook that's somewhat interesting. You might want to think about. He's
2: in South Carolina.
1: So there are Republicans and conservatives voting for Bernie in the South Carolina Democrat primary. Uh I personally am not going to vote in their primary. I'm going to give you unsolicited advice that you probably won't take. Do not cast a vote for Bernie Sanders. Other than the fact that you're knowingly voting for a Marxist whose ideology is responsible for the deaths of over 100 million people, your guess that he'll be the easiest for President Trump to beat is completely unfounded. Sanders is consistently polled as the best candidate against the president. And should a catastrophe happen or even a slight economic downturn mm-hmm. due to a coronavirus, for example, mm-hmm. uh, people will vote for a Democrat, including Sanders. I, for one, will not appreciate your decision to cross over and vote for Bernie Sanders should he actually win the general election. The risk is not close to being worth it. I think that's a good point. Yep. You can make some really good points there. Uh, we don't want to get anywhere near this socialist.
3: Mm-mm.
1: Nope. He'd destroy this country. He would absolutely destroy the country.
2: Yeah, but that's, we a, can't have it. that's a great point he makes <clears throat> about you know uh, any kind of... Uh, blip any kind of disruption say to the Mm -hmm. economy or something right that opens the door for a socialist to come in and say see see who's screwing it up we tried this it's not working yep and that's what happened in 08 uh remember everything was coasting along fine and then along about september george soros i mean uh uh the economy got disrupted (laughs) and uh barack obama walked in easily and there you have it by the way really bad that uh goalie is going to be honored uh tomorrow night in Charlotte, and he will get to run the siren. No, oh, cool. Uh, for whenever there's goals. Awesome. So that's pretty cool. Anyhow,
1: yep. Um, Not only is Bernie bad for the economy and uh, for American policy in general, but what would he do to the military? Oh, the guy would oh. gut the military. You oh. know he would gut the
2: military. I know. I love how everyone's like, well, Trump's a Russian operative. Obviously. He's in bed with Putin and their buddies, and he, he does Putin's bidding, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Um, Bernie Sanders, anyone? Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, that Mm -hmm. that would be an extension of the Kremlin. Uh, To have him uh, (laughs) running the show uh, on Pennsylvania Avenue.
1: I mean, think back to the guy who went on his honeymoon to Moscow. He went to Moscow for his honeymoon. Who does that? Well, commies do. Uh, Marxists do. That's who goes uh, to Russia for their honeymoon. (laughs) <laughs> uh, who sits naked at a table of communists and sings, you know, communist-written songs? Uh, communists do.
2: Seriously. Communists. That is the Donald Trump ad in November. It has to be. It has to be Bernie Sanders sitting around a table.
1: You know he's got all that. stuff. He's got to have that ready. He's got to have it ready. And if he doesn't, do it now because... And he's good at this stuff. He doesn't need my advice on how to do that.
2: Hashtag Crazy Bernie. Don't forget. Oh, man, can you imagine
1: all of the all of the anti-American stuff that Bernie Sanders has said of all over the years? And the weird What about the weird sexual fantasies oh, that he yeah. wrote about in the early 70s? I always
2: forget about those with him. <laughs> I
1: mean, he's creepy. He's a creepy socialist. He's a creepy Marxist. It's bad enough just to have a regular Marxist. You don't want a creepy Marxist in office.
2: Do you? That's a fair point. <laughs> I think that is, it a is a fair yeah. point. I think it is. What's 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 worse than a <laughs> than a Marxist is uh, a, a creepy, creepy
1: Marxist. Marxist. I don't want that. Hmm. I mean, the guy has supported uh, Fidel Castro. Still does. I mean, he he was on 60 Minutes last night and talked about he doubled down on Fidel Castro and didn't want to say anything in fairness. Not everything is bad. You just shut up. Of course, everything's bad in Cuba. Wow. It's been their growth has been stunted now for 60 years because of communism. It's pretty bad, Bernie. Pretty dang bad. But not to him because he's a communist sympathizer and a Marxist. If you don't want to call him a full fledged communist, whatever. But he's definitely a Marxist and subscribes to the policies and the theories of Karl Marx. So uh, do we want that person as president of the United States?
2: Democrats are living dangerously. He's the, he's the clear front, front runner now and uh, rising in South Carolina.
1: Let's just please not go along with that as, as Republicans or independents. Let's, let's not take that chance. Let's not say, okay, yeah, he's, he's going to be the easiest one to defeat. Let, let's switch sides during the primary and vote for him. That could be catastrophic. Uh, I'd hate hate to see that happen. Oof, man. Also, uh, this is amazing. Philip Haney, <clears throat> former homeland security official who became a whistleblower in the Obama administration, was found dead on Friday. Wow. The Amador County Sheriff's Office said a press release said in a press release that Haney 66 was found about forty miles east of Sacramento. ...from what appeared to be a single
2: self-inflicted gunshot wound.
3: Hmm.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Sounds familiar. Yeah, he
2: was in a bad state of mind. I'm sure this is totally legit, this uh, self-inflicted gunshot wound. Yeah,
1: well, he was exploring a return to the Department of Homeland Security... ...and was engaged to be married. So, yeah, sounds like a really...
2: Sounds like... uh, It's not like he had plans or anything like that, you know weird is that? It's very weird. I don't like
1: they it. responded to the area of Highway 124 and Highway 16 in Plymouth and they found him on the side of the road with a gunshot wound. Strange. Hmm. One of those where he went out shot himself and then dumped himself on the side yeah. of the road. Yeah. One of those deals. Uh-huh. Uh,
2: this is a, an Is Obama
1: this number 483 or... from the Clintons or is this yeah. like 1600 from the Obama administration I I don't know I don't know